Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to clear our minds, allow it to build our faith, allow it to make us into the men and women God has created us to be. One of the beautiful things about the Christian faith is called grace, that God saves us apart from our works, and He, and he gives us His grace, His unmerited favor. It's His gift. It's His nature to save, to deliver. And because of that, some people wonder, well, does that just make Christians spiritually lazy? Does that make Christians think that, well, you've got it all already, and so you've got nothing to worry about, so you just take it easy? You're, you're lazy with your spiritual development. You're, uh, take, you're kind of soft on resistance to sin, things of this nature. And indeed, those who make that claim or that accusation, some of them have a point about some Christians. Let's not let it be said that that's true of you and me, because that's not really what the Bible teaches. Certainly the Bible teaches, and we'll see that today. Let's look at today's verse. We're in the book of Philippians, and we're in chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 12. It says this, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What? Work for my salvation? Is that what the Bible says? I thought the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. Well, this verse doesn't say work for your salvation. It says work out your salvation. God has given us this eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. And and the Spirit of God now lives in us, and we're made the children of God, now we have to work that out. And that is on us as well as on the Holy Spirit. We have a role to play in that. And I want to encourage you, don't be spiritually lazy, but rather you say, I need to work this out. I think of how you go to the gym and you work out. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to not like what you look like. You're not going to be healthy and so on if you get out of shape. So we work out and become what we are meant to be physically. Well, here we are to work out our salvation. It's something we have received, but now we let it work its way out. The word actually means we bring it to its completion. And God wants us here on earth to bring to completion what he has begun in the salvation of Christ. Now, tomorrow we're going to see the role he plays in making this happen. Today, I want to talk about the role we play, work out your salvation. And I want to particularly encourage us with this, to own your spiritual condition. Own your spiritual condition. What do I mean by this? It's really easy. It's part of human nature. And I find myself having this problem myself that when I'm not what I want to be, I've not grown as much as I want to grow. I've not been as fruitful as I want to be. My ministry is not where I want it to be. It's really easy to blame other people. It's really easy to say, well, no one was there for me, or if I'm not growing, well, it was my church's fault, or my pastor wasn't feeding me, or the sermons didn't affect me the way they should, or on and on. And it's easy to blame your pastor, your church, your spouse, your parents, your children, your boss, people at work, people in the neighborhood, your great-great-great-grandfather and grandmother, I don't know who else. 
It's easy to blame others for our condition. And Paul here says to us, work out your salvation. You do it. You work it out. You take responsibility. You own it yourself. You make sure that you are growing yourself. Don't blame others. And it's not, it's not only easy to blame other people. It's easy to blame God. It's easy to blame God and say, well, the, the Holy Spirit's, you know, I can't grow without the Holy Spirit, so if I'm not growing, it must be the Holy Spirit's fault. Or to, to somehow think that the Lord is responsible for me not being who I ought to be. Some are blaming of humans, I think, by the way, we go all the way back to Adam. And we say, I am what I am because of Adam. And yes, certainly you have a sinful nature, and we can thank Adam for that, but you're not off the hook. Own your salvation, own your condition, own your spiritual condition. Stop making excuses and stop blaming others. That's the simple truth. And I think it is human nature to do that. Do you do that? Do you tend to look in the, not be happy with the, with what you see in your own life? And are you quick to say, what can I do about this to take responsibility? Or are you quick to blame someone else? Now, here's the problem. If you blame other people for your problems, you're going to keep your problems. It's not until you take responsibility and say, my problems are my fault, that you can do something about it. If your problem is your husband's fault, how are you going to change your husband? By the way, we try, and that doesn't usually work out well. Usually you have to say, Lord, let me change myself, and then you work on my husband. That's how it works. If the, if the problem is someone else's fault, unless they change, you're stuck. But if you take ownership and say, wait a minute, if this is up to me, then you can make a change. And you can work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Years ago, probably over 40, 45 years ago, maybe longer, I, I was a big fan of A.W. Tozer. I'd read everything that I could find by A.W. Tozer. And I certainly like the challenge he gives to a deeper spiritual life. And uh, he spoke about this. He didn't call it owning your owning your faith or owning your condition. I think this is maybe more... 21st century terminology, but he he called it four principles to to uh, having or gaining the riches we have in Christ. And his point was we have these riches, but you might not be experiencing them. In Ephesians, it says we have every spiritual blessing in Christ already. It's already given to us. The riches God has are already deposited within you. The Spirit of God lives within you. You've been made a child of God. All these things that we talk about here, our identity in Christ, it's already there. It's got to be lived out. It's got to be claimed. We've got to work out our salvation. You don't need to go get your salvation. You need the things that God has already deposited within you. You need to work them out. And he had four principles. And I, I really liked them. And I last night, they had an effect on me years ago. I'd forgotten them largely through the years, but they came back to my mind last night, so I'll share them with you now. Number one, work out your salvation. Four principles of claiming our riches in Christ by W. Tozer. Number one, you'll get nothing unless you go after it. 
Sometimes as Christians, we think that we're just kind of lumps of clay, and because he's the potter, we just sit there like a lump on the log and just wait for him to come move in our life. In Scripture, we see that people sought the Lord. They, they, they went after God. They followed after God. They, they got up in the morning. They did what they had to do to, to work out their salvation, to gain those riches. They meditate. They basically they obeyed God, and they obeyed God in getting His Word. They obeyed God in prayer. They obeyed God in service and ministry. They, if God told them to change their attitude, they changed it. As it says back here, as we were seeing in our verse today, how do you work out your salvation? You obey God as you've always obeyed, and you obey now. Work out your salvation. So number one, you will get nothing unless you go after it. Do you want to be more spiritual? Do you want to be more godly? Do you want to be more loving, more person of faith? Do you want to bear more fruit for God? Do you want to lead people to Christ? Do you want to know your Bible better? You've got, you won't get any of these things unless you take the initiative. Spirit's there, but we've got to take that step. He tells us when we obey, we find the power. You'll get nothing unless you go after. Principle number two, you may have as much as you insist on having. What an interesting thing. You may have as much of the riches of Christ as you insist on having. If you insist on, I'm, I will grow, I will be more loving, I will know my Bible better, I will be a man or woman of prayer, I will witness, I will win people to Christ, I will win over this person. You may have as much as you insist on having. But with that, the other side of that coin is number three. You'll have as little as you're satisfied with. Oh my goodness, how challenging is this? You will have as little as you're satisfied with. If you don't really care to grow that much, you won't. If you don't really care to know your Bible that well, you won't. If you don't really care to see that much happen for God's kingdom, you won't see that much happen. You will have as little as, you, as you're satisfied with. If you're satisfied with your spiritual condition right now, it's probably not going to prove very much. Now, God might come and, and kind of whop you over the head and wake you up and, and so on. Maybe he's doing that right now. Maybe this is a... God's whopping you over the head and waking you up with, with this challenge to realize uh, I will have as much or as little as I'm satisfied with, as much as I insist on, as little as I'm satisfied with. And how about this one? You now have as much as you really want. You now have as much as you really want. That's true. Some people say, oh, I wish I were more spiritual. I wish I were more godly. I wish I saw this happen. I wish I had more of this. I wish I had more of that. I wish I was more loving. I wish I had more faith. I wish I had a better relationship with my spouse. I, w- I wish, I w- all these things I wish. And the truth is, unless you just started changing what you desire like yesterday, the reality is you have what you really, really want. Our choices, our decisions in life reflect what we want and what we will have. In Scripture, of course, it says, you know, the sluggard desires, and he doesn't ever go get it. He doesn't work out his salvation. We all wish, you know, we see heroes of the faith. We see godly men and women. Oh, I wish I were like them. I wish I knew the Bible the way they know it. I wish I, I, wish I had the, the character they have. I wish I served the way they do. Well, get beyond wishing and realize that you now have 
as much as you really want. Four challenging statements. Let me review them again real quick. You will get nothing unless you go after it. Number two, you may have as much as you insist on having. Number three, you will have as little as you're satisfied with. Number four, you now have as much as you really want. I remind us back in our verse for the day that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. This is serious, folks. Being the man or woman God wants you to have, don't be lazy and don't be passive. This is serious. If God says it, we should go after it. We are accountable to God. To to hear from God and neglect what he says, that's not right. If God says we should tremble at his word, we should work it out with fear and trembling at the thought that God has riches for me, God has something for me to do to become, and I don't ever achieve it. How sad it will be if we come to the end of our life and we see the person God intended us to be, and it's not who we are. Let's make sure that we go claim our riches in Christ, that we work out our salvation through obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray about it, okay? Father in heaven, we're challenged today, Lord. I know I'm challenged because, Lord, I I often find myself thinking I wish I were more or I wish I was more of this or had done more of this or knew this better or, or, or was more active in doing something than I'm not doing. And, Father, help us. Help us not blame others for our condition. Help us to own where we're at. Help us to take responsibility. And help us, Lord, to step out in faith and obedience to you whenever you speak to us. I pray, Father, that you would give us this courage. Help us, Lord, to take these four principles that we've seen here this morning and not react to them, but to be inspired by them. Lord, I pray for myself. Inspire me by these four things. Help me to live in light of the years I have left, Father. I pray that I would be all that you have created me to be. I pray that for each one of us here, that we'd be all that you created us to be. Help us, Father, work out our salvation through obedience with fear and trembling. We pray these things. We love you and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Well, that's challenging. I'll tell you, read Tozer and you'll be challenged. That's why he was so good for me in my early Christian life. I've not read much of him in, in, in a number of years, but whenever I do, it's so challenging, so exhorting, and I really enjoy listening. Uh, listening to him on audiobook these days and reading his stuff. Hey, so glad you're along with me. We get in the Word of God here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, Eastern Time. And, uh, And you can come, and I hope you do. And if you do, participate in the chat, introduce yourself, share a prayer request, introduce yourself to others. If you can't watch then, watch later in the day, but set a time. Make it part of your schedule, and you're more likely to be here day by day by day. There's power in getting in the Word of God every single day. And if you can't watch, then listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. You can hear the podcast. Just search for Tom the Preacher. So glad to have you along. If you're new, a special welcome. And those of you here every day, I love you guys. So glad you're here and so glad that you're doing your best, insisting on growing and working out your salvation. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.